Welcome back to season three of the Product Marketing Experts podcast. Today, I am so excited to have Alex Gutau with me, the Director of Product Marketing from Snowflake. If you're not familiar with Snowflake, you should be. They're a darling of the tech industry and have been doing phenomenal things in the marketplace. And I'm really excited today to have this conversation with Alex to learn a little bit more about how she and her team thinks about messaging. Shout out to our sponsor, Clue. That's Clue with a K, the leading competitive enablement platform for product marketers who drive revenue for their business. Clue helps you collect, curate, and distribute competitive insights to enable sales and revenue teams to win more deals. Don't just compete, compete to win with Clue. Alex, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jeffrey. Thank you so much for having me today. Of course, yes. Thank you for being on. I find that every PMM and and certainly every PMM leader has a little bit of a different path into product marketing. And so curious if you can just maybe talk a little bit about what was your career path to becoming a PMM and a PMM leader? Yeah, absolutely. And I will definitely state up front when I first started my career in marketing, I had no idea that product marketing was even a thing I could consider. My career started in the startup world as a marketing generalist. So very much at small stage startups, kind of doing a little bit of everything. Luckily, I discovered the world of B2B, which ended up being my love for my career in this. But I will always remember I was working at Basho, which was a NoSQL database company. And... I was starting to get more into how we wanted to message things, what some of our strategy around launches was, what our AR strategy was, and all of these different pieces started to come together. And I I remember at one point someone mentioned, hey, you know, all of these different things actually have a name around them and it's under product marketing there. So I started digging in more and realized this was absolutely what I wanted to go and do. And so from there, that has really been what has defined my career. And I absolutely love it. I think it's one of the the most fun things you can go and do. And I love that how much strategy and how much you get to go and drive within a company. Yeah. So it's been a blast there. And so I'm glad I discovered it along the way. That's amazing. And it does feel like there's an inflection point for a lot of product marketers, my, myself included, by the way, in that for when we are doing some of the things that typically fall under the umbrella of product marketing and, and then realize it's an actual function in and of itself. Oh, it was such a great thing to discover. For sure. Now you lead a product marketing team at Snowflake. Um, curious how you think about your team and the career of product marketing and your outlook for the career in product marketing. You know, certainly product marketing is, is still a whole lot newer as a function comparatively to things like demand gen or our other counterparts within marketing. So curious on your outlook and, and how you think about the future of product marketing a bit. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll talk about the the future and uh, outlook on product marketing first, and then talk about how it tends to apply to my team. I think product marketing is one of the most exciting areas of marketing to be in right now. As you mentioned, it's a little bit 
newer, but I think because of that, there's a lot of discovery happening as to what does product marketing look like at different companies. And one of the most fun things is I have never seen two companies that take the exact same approach to product marketing. And for that regard, also product management. It's really interesting to see what the dynamic between the joint product teams of product marketing and product management look like at, at different companies. And the, the partnership with product is one of my favorite parts uh, about the, the role as well. And so there's a lot of evolution going on with this, and there's a lot of different strategies at hand. Product marketing, one of the fun aspects about it is, of course, we cover a lot. There are a lot of different levers that we can go and pull. There is a lot that goes in to being your market expert and figuring out what the right go-to-market strategy is. And for some companies, product marketing is owning everything from full competitive to AR, to enablement, to messaging, to launch, to you name it across the board. And for some companies, there might be some specialization there. And so I think it'll be really interesting and something I encourage all product marketers to think about is, you know, what are those aspects of product marketing that get you so excited? Do you really love going and, and driving a new launch into market? Do you really love going and getting dirty in the sales team and customer calls and figuring out how to go and win? You know, there's a lot of different areas and figuring out what are those areas that excite you. I think we're only going to see more and more growth and kind of specialization across that, which will be super fun as we see how things like demand gen has grown and evolved and see more specialization there. One of the things that we take with my team is uh, Snowflake's product marketing team uh, very much is set up to be kind of that hub and spoke model where product marketing kind of sits at the center and we work with all of our different partners across marketing, across sales enablement, across the product team to go and successfully bring our products to market. Each one of the product marketers on my team owns their own, we refer to them as workloads, and I consider them the CEOs of those workloads. So whatever they need to go and do to go be successful, let's go make it happen. And I think what's fun about that is that kind of removes a lot of the barriers around how you might think about what those levers are and really puts at the, hey, what is the end goal we're trying to accomplish? And now what are all of the different ways that we can go and get there? So what's nice about that is you also start to get to learn a lot of those different areas and learn, hey, where are my strengths and where are the things that I really enjoy? And where are the things that maybe aren't where I want to, to go and spend my time every day? And being able to get that awareness for yourself is really powerful to have in your career too, because that means you can look for the opportunities that best align for you too. Completely agree. And I, I love the empowerment, it, it, that's a fair way of phrasing it, that you give your team, or maybe autonomy is actually a better word. I, I love that kind of sense that you really want to empower and, and make everyone on your team autonomous to an extent, of course, right? And to be kind of the CEO of, of their own workload. I say something very similar to a lot of the, the senior folks on my team. I, I tend to use CMO, but yes, I mean, it's really the same concept at the end of the day. Like, we need to be able to zoom out and see the, the forest from just the trees and also really be able to take charge of kind of entire product lines and what those product lines need. Totally. And especially within the world of product marketing, there is no shortage of tasks to go and do. 
So as you said, looking for the forest beyond the trees, that really helps do a lot of that ruthless prioritization as to like, where should I really be spending my time? Because we can't do everything on it. But one other point I'll, I'll call out, I, I love the term autonomy there. I really want the folks on my team to, to feel that sense of ownership. But the other part of that is also making sure that it is a safe place to go and experiment and try things and that you have the full support of the team behind you on this. And that's one of the things I've really loved about Snowflake is there is such a culture of going and trying big things. And sometimes they're gonna work and sometimes they're not. And either way, heck yeah, I'm glad that we went and tried them. We learned something along the way and that is a really great, it creates a safe environment to have that autonomy as well. I love that you do that and creating that safe space is so important. That's how we often learn as product marketers and, and even product marketing leaders, what will work and what won't work within the organization and, and for our market. So creating that, that safe environment where people can experiment and test is so awesome. And I'm really glad to hear that you've done that at your team within Snowflake. I want to talk a little bit more about messaging because I think Snowflake has really done an exceptional job at messaging into the market. And so maybe just to start, you've already mentioned that you want your team to think as the CEO of their own respective workloads, but you know, maybe we can drill in a little bit further there to say, how do each of those kind of mini CEOs, so to speak, think about messaging? What does the process and the structure look like a bit at Snowflake? And then I think as a maybe a follow-up question to that, how do you ensure that there's alignment given that each of these folks are working it, what sounds like at least fairly independently within each of their, their respective workloads? Yeah, absolutely. It is a, a great question. And I, I think one of the really fun things that I love about messaging is it is a constant evolving process. We all have our messaging doc structures and our review flows and how that translates into decks and web and training and whatnot. And so those foundational pillars that, that we kind of lean on, but every single time we go through messaging exercises, it's so important to think about like, how can we make this better? And, and how can we really kind of continue to take this to the next stage and be that hey, bring in more reviewers, be that bringing in more ways that we want to test this to, to go out to market. So I encourage everyone to, to think about it as a living, breathing process there with the messaging. So as many of you, I, I'm sure are familiar, you know, we start with our messaging docs around, hey, what is the, the quick tagline? What are the three main benefits? why Snowflake or, or this product is the only or best way to, to go and solve this, what the problem statement competitive, you know, the, those common line items, I'd say that I think we're all pretty familiar with on, on the messaging front. And that gives us a great structure to start working through the, the process and gives a great structure to have more folks come together to go and review and actually beat it up a little bit. And so one of the fun things we also do at, at Snowflake is do bi-weekly messaging reviews where we actually bring a broader group together and we have one topic and actually just have an open discussion around it. And it's a great way to get this free flow of new ideas coming in. And it also involves folks that are less familiar with the technology or less familiar with messaging. And 
that is one of my favorite kind of stress tests to put on messaging. As I mentioned, most of my career has been in B2B and very much in the database world. And so very deep in the technology space. So one of the challenges that always puts us at is how do you make any of these deep technical concepts approachable and understandable? And it's almost this, I tend to use the term, how punchy can we get with this? How crisp and punchy can you get with messaging? And the more kind of review cycles, the more folks that you're bringing in to, to poke holes and things to ask those questions is only going to get you closer to, to that end state of things and keeps you away from some of the cliched enterprise speak that I think we all see way too often uh, in the industry there. <laughs> For sure. hundred percent. And I love that idea of really this like messaging meeting. I'm, I'm curious, maybe we could drill into that just a little bit further, which is in that meeting, do you always bring uh, net new snowflake messaging into that meeting or are you evaluating messaging that others have run out in the marketplace and talking about that, or is it always kind of messaging your team is creating that they want feedback on, so to speak? I actually love the idea of bringing in messaging from other folks and actually evaluating what we like and don't like around that. I might actually go and bring them back to the team. Um, (laughs) Usually it has been around uh, Snowflake-centric messaging, and we purposely tend to have it be at a fairly early stage of that messaging. So we're actually looking for a lot of these raw materials to work through. You wanna have a general sense of what those themes are, but we try and do this pretty early in the messaging cycle because it's another way to just go and test and kind of hone in on on some of the assumptions that we're going in with. Makes complete sense. Yeah, the, the perspective that you can get from so many different individuals there to really poke holes in it and and really drive greater understanding more so than anything is really so crucial. And it sounds like based off the way you've, you've structured this, it also helps reduce the, what I would just call groupthink, right? You certainly don't want to boil it down to be the kind of quote unquote standard enterprise messaging. Absolutely. And actually one of the fun challenges is that can go both ways too. It is always fabulous to go and get more input and more opinions on things. But at the end of the day, as a product marketer, you own this message. You are the market expert here. And so how do you balance all of this feedback across different stakeholders? One, as you called out, so that you know we're not in this group think and blinders on sort of mentality. But on the other side, you risk too high a level of dilution. And so I think that's a really fun challenge for product marketers to work through. I agree. And to me, it's always felt like, curious if you agree with this or not, but to me, it's always felt like a little bit of an art and science, right? That the art is naturally in like creating the messaging and creating something that truly resonates with your audience. And, you know, obviously the science component is how we measure that, how we refine and iterate on that. And, And sometimes that measurement piece is really hard, but in my mind, at least it needs to be done in a really important way, especially as, as the team and as the company grows, but curious, like maybe I guess, A, if you agree with that and and B, assuming you do, how you kind of carry that out at Snowflake. 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. And to me, one, I, I think the whole conversation around measuring product marketing is a really interesting one in general. It almost goes back to, to some of the earlier conversation of product marketing being a little bit younger as a function. And so we're going to see a lot more common metrics around it as the, the role continues to evolve there. But the way I really think on the success metrics on some of this is the messaging should be the core of everything that we are doing, that, that we are rolling out. Because no one is going to win in market unless you have that really clear sense of what are the three key things that you are just going to continue to go and repeat. And those are the most powerful things that you have against your competitors. Those are the things that anyone in sales can go and rattle off the top of their head. And those are the things that are going to, to resonate the most with whoever your, your audience is. So one of the biggest areas is always fun to go and see is how is your sales team going and using it? Does this make sense to them? Is this a message that they are actually going and repeating? Is this a message that is helping them go and win deals? Is this one that they are using the materials that you produce and that is helping to advance their cycles? And so having that constant feedback with sales is such an important muscle to that really gives you that great input once you've launched some of these messages and, and their resulting assets into market as to that effectiveness on it. And then of course, there's some of the, the more marketing traditional ways that you can go and see this around how compelling are these messages and maybe from an awareness or you know driving demand gen or, or whatnot. But I just, I love keeping that feedback loop with sales open because at, at the end of the day, sales is our biggest constituent here. Our job is really to help them be successful and to help them win. And so absolutely, I want to make sure we're creating things that they will go and use. And if we're not, how can we go and get there? I love how you just phrased that. And it's so important that sales is a key stakeholder and, and balancing that relationship between ensuring that we as not only individual PMMs, but an entire product marketing team are really tightly aligned with the product team, but also serving our core audience, which is naturally the sales team and the marketing team and, and others is so important. And I think is a little bit of a push-pull if, if we're being you know completely candid, right? Like it's not perfect at all times, but a lot of times, as long as we keep those end goals in mind and we are optimizing for those, we're going to ultimately make the right decisions. Absolutely. And I, I think one of the, the biggest things that as product marketers, we can always keep in mind is, again, we should always be looking at how to level up everything that, that we're doing. It's always be on the lookout for, for ways that you can make that one tweak that just makes it a little bit better, or you can go and have that, that one more conversation there. And one of the dangers is always to put too much process in, into this. And process, uh, am a huge fan of because it adds a lot of structure and sanity to, to what we do, but it should not come at the expense of where we need to be agile. And so it's always a balance between those two. Completely agree. One thing I, I, I love to say to my team is I'm a huge fan of process and not red tape, right? Now, naturally, and I think of red tape almost as approval. And, and to be clear, there naturally have to be some level of checks and balances, especially with really large business critical type items that we as a product marketing team work on. So it's not the wild, wild west, but at the same time, it can't be overbearing on folks either, especially as you're, you're growing and scaling. 
Absolutely. So maybe two questions to to kind of take this even a step further, which is you mentioned really balancing this with sales. Curious, like how you've helped incorporate them into the messaging process, whether that's through testing or initial reviews or whatever the case may be. I'm curious just on your feedback there. And a secondary question to that, which is how do you think about your messaging framework at Snowflake? Of course, there's their tried and true messaging framework around like problem solution or feature benefit type of thing. But a lot of the conversation out in, in our space, in the product marketing space, at least lately, is pointing to that framework as being a bit outdated and curious if what your thoughts are on that, I guess, and, and how you think about that across your team at Snowflake. Yeah. So starting with the sales question, sales is critical at, at every stage of the journey. But I think when you're going in and looking to create or update a messaging, one, sales is absolutely your eyes and ears as to what's going on in the market. And so a big part of messaging is going and doing your research. What is going on? What, what is resonating with folks today? What are the pain points for your key audiences? What are your competitors going and saying? What are customers bringing to the table? What are their objectives that sales is hearing and needs to latch onto? Where is sales stumbling? Where are they not able to get past the conversation? Where are the really deep head-to-head POCs going on. And so a big part is as you are starting your messaging journey, go reach out to your AEs, to your SEs, go understand what they are facing, what things that they're hearing resonate from either your existing company or maybe a competitor to the extent that you're able to go and do customer interviews too. Sales is a great channel to help get those lined up. And so there's very much on the the research phase, leverage sales because they are an extremely powerful tool that you have. And then I think once you've gone and you've gathered all of your input and you've taken a pass and you have your hypothesis on the message, well then sales is how you go and test it. So like I said before, like one of the big things is you want messaging that sales is actually going to go and use or else why are you creating this? And so go and sit down, whether you want to do it with a panel of folks that you're close with or do one-on-ones. I prefer one-on-ones just because I like to dig in and ask very direct questions about each of the, the layers of messaging and their responses, but use them, get their candid feedback. They'll give it to you. But one of the the fun things is really figuring out, okay, how do you get into the core of what that feedback is to, to find those nuggets of gold there to the extent they'll invite you in to go and do a customer presentation, maybe actually test out some of the new material that you have. That's a great channel to go and use. The other one, if you want really, really quick feedback cycles, I'll work with your SDR team. They're sending out emails, doing cold calls in a world in which physical events exist, working booths and throwing the pitch out time after time after time during a day. You can't get much more bulk in in testing from that. So that's always a great channel there. Love that approach with the STR. I may have to to use that and and hopefully some of our listeners can use that too. It's a great feedback loop to build really at the end of the day. And one thing I've seen work well as uh, here specifically with sales is, you know, finding kind of those champions, so to speak, within the sales team, at least at the companies I've worked at and the company I'm currently at, Iterable, we have different sales segments. And and so finding champions within those segments or whatever the case may be to really bounce messaging off of and test and refine and can really be a huge win because not only for the sake of the messaging itself, of course, but also the rollout and the enablement and getting the, the entire team to actually adopt that message. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, one of the, the biggest parts about product marketing is your network that you have within the, the company. There are so many different teams that you need to work with to be successful that don't sit within product marketing, that you need to kind of align to have a broad go-to-market and a success there. And so you absolutely should be building that network. And so every product marketer should have their key set of account reps that they trust, their SEs that they can go and test things out with, have those at the, the ready. And like you said, especially if there's different segments or industries or whatnot, make sure that you have a, a diverse group there so that you're getting something that resonates for as many folks as possible. For sure. And maybe the final question on messaging, what do you think about the, the kind of tried and true messaging frameworks that, that are out there in the landscape? Of course, there's the standard frameworks around like problem solution or, or even feature benefit at that step product marketers have been using since the beginning of product marketing. And even before it was probably officially called product marketing, but there's kind of those frameworks out in the marketplace. I, I think lately I've seen a lot of conversation amongst product marketing leaders. The framework is, is a little bit outdated now and, and they're moving towards these different models and there's so many different models. There's not enough time to talk about them all, but I'm curious how you think about that as a product marketing leader and also how you think about it for your team as well in, in implementing the framework that your team uses. You know, my approach to, to the framework is I have taken bits and pieces from a few different frameworks that are out there. One of the, the big things I think for the framework is one honing in on like what are the really key pieces that you need to have a crisp opinion on and things like being able to hone in on what is just that catchy tagline things like being able to really clearly identify like what are the three key benefits that whatever your product feature uh, company provides who your audience is Big pieces like that, you absolutely need to, to be able to crisply articulate. I think how you get to those pieces is having the understanding of, okay, what are the big challenges that you're trying to address today? What are the unique aspects of whatever your product is that you're trying to bring to market? Why do any of those unique features actually end up mattering to anyone that, that you're talking to? And so where I do like those messaging frameworks is it forces you to start to write that out and to gather those pieces and to collect your thoughts on it. Where the messaging frameworks can sometimes go awry is each one of those different areas can cause a lot of spin in conversations. And all right, well, maybe if we go and is this really kind of the right pain point or do they actually say it like XYZ or something along those lines, which are all valuable inputs. But at the end of the day, again, like the big pieces that you want to be able to really know and trust is what is the quick takeaway on what you are going and doing, launching, rolling out to market. And what are those three benefits that, and how quickly can those be clear? That's what's differentiated. That's exactly like someone who's feeling that pain can quickly latch on and understand like, oh, this person is talking to me right now. And that is exactly what I need in this moment. So I love the frameworks as a way to really getting to that crisp answer and output. What I 
don't love is sometimes all of the spin that can go from having the really long docs that honestly, I think we've all felt this get out of date or there's the drift in wording that, that happens over time, but having those foundational elements that then goes and dictates, okay, how do you go and create the, the pitch that you're going and, and giving to your field? How do you go and create the, the web page? How do you go and tell that story through content? And that's what you need to go in and reinforce there. And being able to put it into uh, different mediums also sometimes helps with the reviews. Sometimes it can be a lot easier for folks to react to what those benefits look like in a pitch deck than if they're reading a long uh, document there. So one of the things is similar to how you need to know your audience for when you're launching a product, you need to know your audience for when you're looking to collect feedback internally too. Completely agree. And as we start to think about wrapping up here, Alex, is there maybe a, a mentor that's really had a significant impact on your career? And curious, what's maybe one lesson that's really stuck with you? I, I love hearing about these learning experiences and how they impact us and in our careers, because I think we can learn just so much for the men, not only as individuals that have learned from those direct experiences, but as a broader body of product marketers. Yeah, so I, I've been lucky in my career to have a number of mentors and amazing managers along the way. And one of the shared learnings that I kind of reflect on across the board is, you know, at the end of the day, have fun with this. I, I think we can tend to get so caught up in the stress of having a launch come out or rolling out a big webinar or going out and putting on a big event. And those things are, they're so amazing. And I love that whole rallying behind it. So remember to go and lift your head up and have fun, go and collaborate with folks and get in and lock arms. And you're running that launch together with a whole team uh, behind it. If you're able to have fun, that also reflects in a lot of the work and the messaging and the output that you're having there. Don't be afraid to try something new with it. But yeah, it's a bit cliche on there. But at the end of the day, I personally, and I hope a lot of you all fellow product marketers, we're in such a fun role. And there's so much growth and opportunity there. And take advantage of that and see where you can kind of push the boundaries and try something new and try something fun and punchy and maybe a little more consumer facing, uh, especially if you're in the B2B world. But don't be afraid to, to try new things and have fun with it. Completely agree. Obviously, I'm biased, but I think product marketing is one of the best roles within any organization. And so, it, so if you're not having fun, then definitely think a lot more about how you can have some fun doing your role. But thank you so much for the time, Alex. It was really, truly a pleasure to, to speak with you and learn a whole lot more about Snowflake and, and how you think about product marketing and messaging at Snowflake. I, I really appreciate it. Is there anywhere or anything that you're publishing online you want to point the audience towards or anywhere that the audience should look to find you? Yeah. So anyone out there, please feel free to, to reach out and connect with me. I'm A. Gutau on uh, LinkedIn. If you want to connect, I'd be more than happy to continue the conversation. I mean, I'd love to network with all of you. And then the other plug that I'll give is Snowflake is hiring. So we are expanding our product marketing team. Uh, so if you are interested in learning more about that, we do have some postings up on our job site. Amazing. 
that was a great time to be a product marketer and, and a budding product marketer, I should say. So that is amazing. And thank you again so much for the time, Alex. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. You too. Stay in the know about your competitive landscape with Clue. Share real-time insights across your organization with Clue's dynamic battle cards, delivered everywhere your sales reps live, through integrations with Salesforce, Slack, Highspot, and many more. With Clue, you'll never let your sales team be blindsided by competitors again. Crush your competition with Clue.